and it was very dumb. And there was like a whole proper <laughs> fans, proper oh, yeah. fans. Oh yeah, somebody tried to fight GSP afterwards. Like it was a whole thing. Mm. Yeah. No, I mean, if more fans did that, maybe we would have be where we should be as an MLS soccer culture, right? Well, Brad Friedel would still be coaching. That's for sure. <laughs> Yes, welcome to the American Soccer Analysis Show. I'm your host, Ian. With me today, as always, Kieran, the Kingmaker Doyle, and Harrison, the head honcho, Crow. Whoa! How's it going? Honcho! Honcho! The head honcho. Whoa. I like it. What did you, you like point at when you said Kingmaker? I was pointing at you. Oh, that's screen. where I am on it's your probably screen? Not, it's not, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> I realized as I was doing it, that's not going to work, is it? <laughs> What yeah. if I like move my camera off and I just had like a little mannequin of Kieran Doyle like right there? Next to <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I thought there was going to be like a Yakuza game there or something yeah, like that. Just like this guy. <laughs> oh, oh man! I tell you what, gentlemen, it has been two weeks of some soccer since we last talked about Major League Soccer, hasn't it? Uh, uh, we got an international break. Is that right? We do an international soon? Yes, this week, mm-hmm. kind of. I mean, there's still MLS games, but there's They're also optional. international games. They're, They're optional. optional. There you go. It's good. That's always weird, right? Well, Tata said this week, he's like, actually, for next year, it might not be optional. Just nobody's going to play. Because they're... Doyle actually wrote in his, like, big manifesto about MLS this week, which I'd recommend to people to read. He, like, showed the number of call-ups and how it's gone up every year for since, like, 2015. And now it's not like people getting called up to like Zambia and New Caledonia or something like that. It's like real teams. Right. So I don't know, like if Tata says there's discussions, I don't know, maybe that just means Miami are going to choose not to play any international games uh, or not play during breaks next year. (laughs) If Miami says no, I guess that means it's going to be no. (laughs) I mean, for now. Yeah, well, TFC didn't play, haven't played through any international breaks this year for reasons. Except for the Gold Cup, which everybody played through, which is kind of a weird choice, but alas. I think there's just too much soccer still, in my opinion. I think we could just like have 80% of the soccer we have and we'd still have enough soccer. And we get you want some soccer. abbreviations. You you want some enunciations between those a bridge a bridge soccer just a bit. I want an abridged edition of soccer. What yeah, but what what about Arsene Wenger saying we don't play enough soccer in the soccer we play already? Well, he's like eighty five, and I don't care. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. What does Arsene Wenger do? He's done coach anymore, doesn't he? he he's like um head like of head of, head of global FA. development or something for FIFA. That's so he he like ta- runs really? the task. Yeah, he runs the task force of like how to develop the game globally. So all this like business about like oh, there's not enough ball in play time. Stop kicking it out of play, you hooligans. That's him. That's his group. Okay, so we do have to listen to what he says. Things like sounds like kind, kind of, of kind of in charge of that decision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't really stop that. You can start penalizing it, but you can't really alter that can you well that's why the like the quote-unquote new guidelines are like 12 minutes of added time every game well i mean we've been saying i mean honestly what we've been saying that for 10 years 
at least eight, we've been talking about how much, how little uh, involved time there actually is in a game we've been talking about that forever and people kind of largely scoffed at it initially and so i i mean even adding 12 minutes of extra time i mean that's not really do you guys feel like that that's actually serving a purpose does that actually meet should they be changing something else no i think it's bad i hate it i i agree i don't think it's effective at all and in fact if anything i think it's disproportionate most of the time I just think like you have to have a certain tolerance for like, obviously it's not going to be nonstop action for 90 minutes. And I don't think, I don't know. Like I've never heard anybody complain that like about soccer, that there's not enough soccer going on during soccer, like football, baseball. I, yeah, I understand those complaints completely. And like, I, that's why the league has addressed or baseball has addressed a lot of them. And it's been good in my opinion. Um, but like, that's never anything I've heard with soccer. I like, the, <laughs> like uh, the fake injuries, the fake injuries. No, except for like people who don't actually like soccer. who are like, nothing ever happens. Well, but, but, those, but that's, a, but that's, that's a different. That's like, a, it doesn't matter what they think. But giving them yeah. 24 minutes of it, is it going to make them go like, oh, hell yeah, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is the thing is it's like, it's not meaningful. I will say I, something like the, like people have pitched that alternative clock where it's, it stops when it goes out of play, but you only play a 60 minute game. That is somewhat appealing to me, but I think it would turn into like every set piece would be this elaborate, like ridiculous 25 second thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But if you put a, if you put like a pitch clock, like you do in baseball, on yeah, but then we're how like, long? we got what the guy's lining up the corner and he's like looking to see, like, do I have time to set the ball up? Like I, I don't know. It's fine. Referees do a good job. We play enough, in my opinion. If there's a lot of wasted time, I always just like that. Like if like the power goes out or something, like that's when you start counting seconds. You put so, that back on at the end. So this is the official guidelines, as per what MLS ref stats told me. And if I say this wrong, my bad. Hmm. Uh, goals, you get a minute. So yeah. everything past a minute on a goal in the celebration, the restart gets added. Red hmm. cards, everything from the red card being given to restart gets added var everything from the review or from the incident to the restart after the incident gets added everything else is like it's like subs are like 30 seconds vaguely rule of thumb i think they actually have some like the assistant var time subs now Hmm. um with like i think there's an allowance everything under 30 seconds doesn't matter or something like that but yeah goals past a minute VAR the whole incident, read the whole incident, uh, and other than that, just judge based on the moments. Well, I guess if you're just, if you just want to police, like, gamesmanship, right? Like, I get that, because that's annoying. Like, when you see, like, the long walk around the field to do the clapping at every fan, like, to leave off in the 80th minute. Like, if you want to, like, time that, I guess I don't have a problem with saying, like, no, you're not going to get that time. Like, you don't get to steal that time. But if it's just like for the ball going out of bounds, like that's just part of the game. Like mm-hmm. that shouldn't be like, I don't know. I feel like if I see <clears throat> six minutes at, at a time, I feel like that should be like a crazy something weird happened during that game or whatever. Yeah. Like there was like a big stoppage to see six minutes, you know? And then like, if you see eight minutes, that means like there was someone maybe died. a medical emergency. Yeah. Like, <laughs> on the field. Yeah. So when I just see like 12 minutes a half on the regular, it just feels really weird. It's just like, and I feel like psychologically players haven't really like, I feel like that like your attitude sort of shift as you get towards those end of those halves. And I, I don't know, like 
I don't, I just don't feel like I've seen great soccer occur like after minute 102 or whatever generally. <laughs> no, no. Like, I will it's say just when things mess up. I also would like to see referees express some discretion. Like it's three nil. We don't need eight minutes. Just we don't need eight minutes. For you that. hit ninety, yeah. blow the whistle. Let's get everybody on the first train home. We're good. It's my favorite thing an official does. It's like when a game's gotten really chippy or rough, and the results out of hand, and it's just like, oh, they're up four nil, and like the other team is mad, and they're fighting a lot now, and someone's going to get hurt. Like the second that thing goes, he just like toots that whistle three times. Like we're good. We're calling that a game. Like y'all can <laughs> behave yourselves. You don't get extra time. Yeah. To like I, throw kicks into each other. I, I do get a little bit frustrated with uh, the variance and different referees and how they approach uh, the goal kicks and stuff, toward, especially towards the end of the game, to where some referees are a little bit more lenient on how long that they're allowing them out there to to do that. I wish that that was a, policed a little bit better. But overall, I think you guys nailed it. Do you guys know that it used to be, this is a long time ago, that you could just kick a ball back to the goalkeeper and he could pick it up and just like, bounce it around and like walk around in the box and like take his time but it used to be a whole thing that right now it's i feel like we got a good amount of soccer being played i just don't see the need for like that extreme amount of it yeah and i have things to do so you know we all got work in the morning guys come on that was uh that was ireland in world cup 90 in USA 94 when they played Italy at Giant Stadium. They just like just roll, the rolled the ball out. They rolled the ball out, wait for Italy to compress them, and then kicked it back to the goalie to pick up again, and then waited for them to drop off, and then did it again and again and again. <laughs> it's good they changed something. That's literally the game that got the rule changed. They were like, no, we, yeah. we cannot do this ever, <laughs> ever again. There was that one World Cup game that changed that they had to play the same game at the last time. Yeah, the disgrace of Gijon. Yeah, that was, wow. That's great. Spain Spain 82, I think. Yeah, great, great, great pull there, yeah. Where, like, the two teams would both benefit from a draw, so they just sort of just passed it around midfield for 90 minutes. And, like, people were so, so infuriated. I, <laughs> I watched a, a YouTube video recently of a guy, apparently it was, like, the last day of the first division in England prior to the Premier League, and all the games were kicking off at the same time. Yeah. And uh, Coventry City, like, manufactured, oh, fan congestion, we have to kick off 15 minutes late. And there was, like, a weird set of results that could end up where a draw would keep both teams in this match playing up. Um, And so it has worked out that way that Sunderland or whatever lost. So now if these two teams tied, they'd both be Uh, safe. So they managers looked at each other and they just passed the ball around for the last 15 minutes. And now Coventry and Sunderland is like, I think it was Coventry and Sunderland are still a rivalry today because of this match. That's incredible. I mean, seems smart to me. Like, (laughs) (laughs) just just wait until Orlando, Orlando (laughs) navigating fake crowd congestion yeah exactly in minute 15 of stoppage time just decide like okay now we can we can take our foot off the gas here because our uh especially if it was like their their league appointed rival atlanta they were, like, <laughs> we're not doing it nice. uh yeah speaking of that i guess one of the things that i was gonna it's been really bugging me this not this week, but this whole season about MLS. And I think it's one of the reasons why it's been harder for us to, or me anyway, I don't know, 
like I don't watch game replays. Like if once the result is done, like I'm not gonna go back and watch that game again. Like even if I don't, like I'm just not gonna be like, oh, let me catch that LAFC game from three days ago. Uh, how's this like schedule of everybody playing at the same time? Like how has that been for you? Because for me, it's been like I feel like I just cannot follow the league anymore. Like yeah, I used I to just on a Saturday mm-hmm. at noon, just like turn on MLS and it would just be on all weekend. And that way, I could kind of at least keep one eye on like what was going on throughout. And now I feel like I kind of just like watch my team play. And then that's about it. Like maybe I'll watch like 360 for a little bit if it's if it's not terrible, like before or, you know. But yeah, I just feel like it's been I don't know. Do you think that I understand why they did it? But do you think that that's been good for like league interest? No. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's weird. You know what? If you asked me this in March, I'd been like, I love it because in March I was like, it's still snowy here. I'm not doing anything on Saturday right. nights in the snow. So it was like, yeah, I'll, I'll turn on my TV and I'll like whatever, whatever game I was most interested on in would go on the TV. And then I'd put 360 on my laptop and I'd be hanging out and like the discord was popping at the beginning of the season. I'd be like following all the games. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I quite like this. Like everything happens at once. And it really generates like a swell in social media where it's like these 3,000 people are talking about TFC. These 4,000 people are talking about Seattle. And then you have like, oh, actually like 250,000 people are talking about MLS at the same time. Like, this is cool. And then like, as the weather got nicer, I was like, I'm I'm busy on Saturday. I'm not going to catch any of the games this weekend. Or like, I'd get home at like 11 and catch a second half of a West Coast 9 p.m. kickoff or whatever. Yeah. And that's it. And so like, my watching, I would say, over the course of the season has probably gone down compared to a normal year. And I would say, like, we are top 0.1% fans just based on what we do. Yeah. Yeah. It's been fun. It's been interesting. I I, I don't know. I mean, it, it'll come down to, like, their metrics or whatever, like, of just viewership. Like, they'll figure out if that was... I don't think they care about anything else, honestly, and I don't blame them. But, so I don't know, maybe, like, deep down, like, maybe if we had, like, Bob Apple, president of Apple in here, he'd be like laughing at us, like, no, you don't understand. It's gone up like 60%. Like that was a genius idea that we did that. And um, so I could be wrong, but it just feels like the sense I've gotten is there's just a lot the people I talk to about this game have, have, have or about the league have always just kind of been like me and been like that. Just, it's always on. You're just kind of like discussing it, like in the discord or wherever with your friends, you know, throughout the day, like, Oh, did you see that? Go look, you know, uh, and now, like, it, it just kind of feels like everyone's just kind of watching their own team and, and kind of doing that. Mm. So what I wonder is if that's if the whole point for Apple is not to get you watching MLS games, but to get you into Apple TV. If yeah. it's like, hey, Ian, OK, Seattle play at 7 p.m. Pacific or whatever. Yeah. You're going to watch the Seattle game from seven to nine. And now there's no MLS game after you. So you're going to watch apple tv products platonic starring you're gonna watch severed Severed. Severed. really good i would watch yes it was it was but then like whatever you're gonna watch ted lasso again or whatever it is Mm. and it's like yes your game is on from seven to nine for your market and then you're gonna watch tv yeah i wonder if that's the point i bet that is the point um, it's an interesting conspiracy theory for sure uh, in terms of you know generating traffic to their application right or just trying to further their reach um i still think that it would it would have the same effects if they played games earlier 
I, 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 I really do because if they played games throughout, I mean, I'm turning on apples earlier. I generally don't turn it on until just before the Sounders play. I sometimes I'll turn on 360. Uh, but like you guys said, you know, I have stuff going on, you know, I'm a dad, I have two kids, we do stuff on Saturdays, right? And so it's, it's really changed and impacted how much I how much of what I see over the course of the week. And I've talked to other guys that are a lot more like me have the same profile as me. And, you know, it, it kind of feels the same, right? Um, it just people are watching less, uh, a lot fewer games. Uh, and okay, you know, uh, Fox isn't getting you know the after uh, car specials as much, right? Like, like sure. to where NASCAR is not on for six hours afterwards <laughs> at my house randomly. But like, honestly, like it, I I feel like it would be on a little bit longer if uh, if I just basically had three or four games to to go through, especially on a Sunday. Having that Sunday evening game. Um, is nice that was yeah i I would watch that no matter who is playing in it like that was just like a nice time to have it on and kind of like go yeah there you go and same with the friday night game Mm -hmm. or even like the sunday afternoon like that early kickoff Mm -hmm. sunday was like a good time like that one usually got watched or turned on like that was good because you could kind of like peel off one match and be like this is our match of the week or whatever well this this is kind of what i was hoping we would get to is like whatever you play the vast majority of games you play Saturday, 7.30, you mm-hmm. have like a handful of Saturday, 9.30 Eastern kickoffs or whatever, yeah. 10, 10 p.m. Eastern kickoffs. And then Sunday, you've got like your Super Sunday games and you just have one or two every week and they're played like Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern or something like that. I guess they do kind of, right? And they're usually one they, on Sunday. There's yeah, usually like one, but, yeah, I, but aren't, aren't they just like random games? Yeah, yeah. Like they're not really like your your. Like that's what I mean. Like, find your marquee because, like, they do the, this with the Premier League, right? Like, they have Super Sunday, mm-hmm. or when they play, if they're playing on a Saturday, the big game is either the seven game or seven Eastern, or the twelve thirty p.m. Eastern, like mm-hmm. the late kickoff. It's never the ten o'clock TV blacked out kickoff, yeah. Which is a whole different, like, not relevant to MLS thing, but like, makes sense know. though. I don't anyway. Know. Only one game a week matters anymore anyway. So, you know, what do we... Correct. Uh, what, do we, what do we even know? I was thinking about... It's kind of... Cra- I don't know. I feel like we've heard... Okay, so you remember when Atlanta came in the league, right? And when Seattle came in the league. You mean when Atlanta invented soccer? After Seattle invented after soccer. After Seattle invented soccer. And then when... Uh, like Austin, I think, to a lesser extent, maybe. I don't know. That, maybe that was just my sense was wrong about that. But, like, I remember when Atlanta came to the league, right? And in addition to being new and having a huge fan base and like this popping atmosphere, they were also pretty good. And so they got a lot of attention like that year. Like you couldn't not talk about Atlanta. You couldn't not hear about Atlanta. You couldn't not think about Atlanta. Like that was. And I imagine it was kind of this thing when Seattle joined the league. Um, that's you know i'm a seattle fan so like i was obviously pretty well inundated in it so i don't really have the best sense of like how it was portrayed like outside of that i got the sense that no one really liked it (laughs) based on everyone's feelings towards seattle and um i feel like st louis has gotten none of that and like they've got all those ingredients right like they've gotten they've got their expansion team they've got uh you know 
big big stadium full of people that are screaming and jumping and having a good time and they've got all that new fan that new franchise excitement and they're winning the west and i just don't think anybody cares because like messi i don't know like i, I don't know like even before i don't think messi it's though, just messy though yeah i don't think it's just messy because i think you're right like i wasn't i've watched maybe two st louis games all year yeah. um I think one of them was the set was against the Sounders yeah. and that's about it, man. Like they generally play at a time that either uh, it's overlapping with Seattle or it's um, maybe the next day in a, against a team. I'm really not interested in watching. And so uh, it's, yeah, it's like Minnesota and <laughs> St. Louis <laughs> who wants to watch that besides Minnesota and St. Louis fans. I don't I feel know. Like, that's what it is. Yeah. I don't know. The beginning of the year, I think there was a lot of like follow St. Louis buzz. Like I definitely watched their first like six or seven games. Yeah. Um, but I do it's dropped so- off though. No, it is. Well, this is the like kind of awkward thing is I think the whole league has kind of dropped off through the summer. Yeah. Where like League's Cup was a lot going on and most people's teams weren't playing because they got eliminated or whatever. And now it's just like everything is messy. So like I don't think they had to risk, and they went out of League's Cup really early. Like I think they didn't even play a knockout game. Yeah. So like if you think about it, like when was the last time St. Louis played a meaningful game? Was like I a swear while to God, ago? I don't know that they have. Like I look at the every week, I look and see who St. Louis is playing this week. I'm like, oh, they'll, they'll probably win that too. Yeah, and they like, always win three one with like negative XGD. And the goalkeeper. I don't, I, I, I don't the think they've played a hard game. I know that's not right, but my sense has always been like St. Louis just don't get hard games. Like every time I look, it's just like that's an easy game. Oh, that's an easy game. Oh, cool. Like they're playing uh, the Galaxy right now. Well, they got him after Chicharito got injured, so that's an easy game. I feel like they haven't played an away game all year. Also, they, uh, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know why I feel this way. I'm pretty sure they played Toronto in Toronto, but I still feel like they, <laughs> it's still like an they, game. They, they have not played an away game all year, as far as I can tell. Uh, yeah, they just don't have that same kind of juice that Atlanta had. I don't know if it's because they don't have any like superstar kind of caliber guys. Like they don't have the Martinez or the Almiron. They just have like a collection yeah. of dudes. Doing I, it. I don't know uh, the Pompu guy that they uh, that they acquired uh, from Brazil. Uh, winger. He's he's been well, they, pretty they, they, pretty they good. Klaus, they have Klaus. Like Klaus is probably the guy. Um, yeah, I mean, Berkey well, was like the biggest name, right? Like they got the the Bruce endorsement guy, or yeah. Uh, yeah. but they, they don't have like I think they're like marketing is pretty good in that they're like yeah we're plucky underdogs we have no DPs we have eight TAM guys yeah and they're our DPs that I think they've done a really good job of yeah they've sold that story well um, and I also don't think their fans are like particularly vitriolic like well why the, would they be they don't well, they don't <laughs> well well at the beginning of the year I was like Georgia's the new Austin and they were like yeah you're probably right <laughs> and that was it that was it that was the end of it they were like, yeah, we're probably not going to keep finishing this way, but it's fun. I like, oh, I feel, okay, sure. See, like every team goes through like this expansion team, right? Like, but <clears throat> there's this period where you're plucky and you're new and you're interesting and everyone's watching you. And then if you do well, like Austin or well, Austin took two years to get there, but like you, you kind of hit this, um, <clears throat> this period where you're going to like, you're going to have some prominent people say things like, They've they've turned the league upside down. They've they've broken they've broken soccer with this here new squad of Atlantans. They've really just figured it out, you know. And that's when people start to get annoyed. And I feel like St. Louis almost had that when that dude tweeted that thing that blew up over that one weekend where he was just like, 
they invented high pressing, you know, oh, like and the what, back, the yeah. back pass thing. <laughs> what can you do? Thing. What can you do? They invented pressing, you know, it's that easy to decode MLS. And I don't, I don't think they've had any like examples of all the all uh, the all the Bundesliga team players, right? Sorry, I was trying to figure out what you were referencing. Yeah, yeah, there. you remember who it was? Too. Yeah, I and mean, obviously, like whatever. Like, but like it was. I don't know. Like they just they they haven't seemed to have upset people in the way. Like they haven't done like the keep doubting us and our laminated meme or like you know like I don't know. They haven't had any big missteps in that sense where they like they stay in people's minds because they're just so annoyed with with the whole St. Louis thing. So good job wait, on that, I guess. Just wait till next year. Wait till next year. That's what I say. I yeah, feel like, yeah, it took it took Austin a year to get to get to that spot. So to get there. <laughs> well, you have you to know. be good, right, to start before you start crowing. Like that took like a second season for Austin to actually start winning games. I don't know. It's unbelievable what St. Louis are getting away with still to this day. Sold I mean, soul to the devil. How, how much of it, how much of it is that the West has, has been not good this year? Like all the good teams in the league are in the East. Yeah, that's true. Right. This, I, this is, again, this is another thing where like, I don't really care about the end of the season. Like, and part of it is my team stinks. So like it is, we have a new coach who will probably also stink. Oh, but, that's quite a higher. <laughs> uh, we we get we should talk about that probably. Um, but I don't know. I'm I'm kind of just want to get to playoffs and watch the East. Yeah. Like I'm ready. I'm ready for punch for, each other in the face. Yeah, for this. Like, I'm also the, very excited for this weird format. I I can't even keep up with what it is now. There's like it's uh, uh it's three like leg series. Yeah, best of three yeah. wins, which is gonna be so. I think we talked about this at the beginning of the year. I am so jazzed for this. You love that? Yeah, I do. I really do. Okay. I think it's so bad. I think I think teams are going to be very incentivized to try and win. Or you are going to get underdogs who are like, we are going to win two penalty shootouts and it is going to be war crimes. And I, both of those can be fun to watch. I just don't see teams like I feel like you've I feel like people have made this up, this whole like, well, the first leg they just go out there and attempt to kill the game or whatever. I don't. Is there evidence of that? Like, I, I never really see that. Maybe I'm not like a so I, th- enough I, to... I think like that is true in like Champions League that when away goals was a thing, yeah. first leg scoring was very low. Yeah. Or well, comparatively very low. Like instead of three point two goals a game, it was like two point nine or whatever. Yeah. But it's just, just unwatchable. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think like one. It, the teams are going to love it because it's more playoff games. And I also think like playoff games are like guaranteed good atmosphere. There is no team in the league that has a bad playoff atmosphere. So like yeah. the fact that everyone who makes the playoffs gets one playoff home game, like should be fun. And that I quite like. Um, and I think just like, I know people are like more playoffs devalues the regular season. Like we already don't care about the regular season. We don't. I don't care about. We it we just stopped it to play a random tournament to get more yeah, Mexican. We fans have officially like we have lost all sense of like a regular season being anything <laughs> other than just like something so, to do for. Six so months. just give me more knockout soccer. Yeah, and also in theory, playing three games instead of two should result in more good teams advancing. So you should have better semis and better finals than you have in the past. Blah, 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 blah. Well, and you want, but like the opposite of that is that more games makes those later games worse. And then you get suspensions and you get injuries and you get also true tired legs and you get blah, blah, blah. It's usually why like even, you know, you watch and like even just games, I think get cagey. Like the only times I do see teams like actually play more like noticeably to me anyway, 
like quote unquote defensively are like safe more you know safer is as the stakes get higher throughout the tournament right like that's why finals are usually really cagey affairs like even the world cup you know that's generally like the way about it like as these games as you get further to the tournament you know they tend to get a little bit a bit cagey a little bit closer so i don't know i i i'm curious just because it'll be different i thought everybody loved last year's thing i thought like everybody was 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 universally thrilled with last year how it all went and how it all went down and we got the good teams to the playoffs this year and then you know nobody was too tired we had this like you know insane final and like this is it and then they just like we're like well we're gonna just change it all again even though like we just changed it to this and it worked we're gonna (laughs) just change it again that's just the way they go though like i don't know you know what i'd be curious about what? Do you think any coach would have the balls to to rotate for that middle game? Yes. Like you win I mean, the you win the first game at home, and then you go away, and you're like, "We're gonna rotate. We're gonna just defend and counter. If we pinch it in a shootout off the draw, great. If not, we'll go home and win it at home, fresh when they're exhausted. Like that is gonna be so fun. I think. Tata that drops. Is, it's Tata not gonna drops. be fun. Tata it's not gonna be fun. It's not gonna fun because it's gonna happen to Seattle. I know that. Uh, <laughs> well, it's not even. It's not even that though. Uh, do you really want to see Portland just snag that last seed and then just absolutely just no no but try that, to no, milk that, no, a game? No, but the higher the higher seed gets the two wins. Or gets the two home games, yeah, so like you would have that's to fair. win. You would, you, if you win the first game going home for the second game, you're going to try and end it there, given I how could... crazy home field advantages. It should <sighs> only happen for higher seeds who win the first game, yeah. which should happen quite a bit. Yeah. But and even then, who, how many coaches? Like maybe you'll get it with like Philly against like the last seed or whatever, or Cincinnati <clears throat> against the last seed. Not a single <laughs> and like. They don't even they don't even make subs like when they don't like when they have now, when now. there's every reason to and no reason not to they still don't do it like when there's no re- like when there's a good reason to rotate your team and very little downside to it you still see coaches just don't do it <clears throat> so I don't think you'll see it but that would be amusing yeah, I don't know and then, I, and then, and then, I, then you lose it. and you lose the series oh <laughs> I, I guarantee I guarantee you this is going to happen once who's gonna do so- it who's gonna do it. It's Philly, right? Yeah, probably. And then we're gonna have to talk about Curtin Theorem again. Yeah. And I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited. Uh, Herdman. Can we talk about Herdman? Can I talk about him for yeah, 30 let's seconds? Let's talk about <clears throat> let's hit Herdman and uh I guess we should hit Fraser real quick too, just to update yeah, people and then yeah, we, can, we should we'll, we'll do trivia real quick after that and call that a show. TFC hired John Herdman from Canada. Uh, Canada are extremely broke, so it's probably a raise for him. He was also kind of like at the end. I think there's a lot of people being like, You have this amazing Canada team and you're about to host a World Cup. Why would you leave for like dysfunctional TFC? And I think people maybe aren't super aware of like how dysfunctional Canada had got at the end. I think there was like a lot of infighting behind the scenes. There were lawyers involved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's with the federation and herdman is kind of in this awkward place in between them but i don't think he was the most liked man at the end in toronto um i'm very curious to see how he does in club soccer he has literally never coached high level club soccer in his life my sense of him having seen sessions of his and been in rooms with him is that he is a very good program builder and not a very good soccer coach Mm -hmm. um which is more fine than you think because MLS teams have the money to go hire good coaches to work with you. 
yeah. where Canada didn't. He was very limited in who he could bring into Canada. That's why you end up with people like Phil Neville coming in. Um, now an analyst on MLS 360. Yes. So I'm, I actually think there's a very decent chance Phil Neville takes the Canada men's job, but that's a whole different story. Um, so I'm Sorry, very curious to see, <laughs> very curious to see how things go, but I wouldn't be surprised if it goes poorly at first with the Italians who are like, no, I don't want to buy into this, like plant the sword in the ground stuff before games. <laughs> um, but I think if you give him good players, he will build an environment that they can thrive. I just don't think there is any salvaging things with the Italians for now. So Toronto yeah. hey, FC update. We'll start and with that. you know, Excellent. there's a really great there's a really great coach that he could recruit that has past experience in Toronto and being successful in Toronto. Oh, the segue, the segue from Harrison. Look at that. Good segue. It's a good segue. Uh, I would hope he'd find another job someplace. Yeah, Robin think, is definitely Robin is definitely not coming back to be an assistant in Toronto for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> hasn't he had like two head coaching jobs and one was Chivas USA and one is Colorado? That's Correct. the worst lot you could get. Yeah. Like, his someone assistant get that at, on an actual team. His assistant at Chivas was uh Greg Vanny as well. There you go. I like I hope he does. I hope he finds a good team. It might I hope it's not Portland. I think he doesn't deserve to walk into another situation. That's kind of a bummer. Um Lots of chatter kind of indicated that he might be headed towards uh, the Galaxy uh, if he is going to go take an assistant job just because, as Kieran mentioned, you know, Greg Vanny and all that. That seems like that would be a yeah very logical he might, association. He might not want to take another head coach job right now either. That's perfectly fair, too. I'm curious how much the shine has gone off him in the league. Like yeah, he, I... he had the cup winning or the shield winning season, but they were not as good as winning the shield. Like their metrics were much worse than that. They are terrible this year, but their metrics are much better than how terrible they are. Not much better. They're better. So I don't know. Like it's a weird, I don't know. There's like noise about like the, did you guys see like the Parig Smith? Was his name Parig Smith? Yeah. 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 It's Parig. You have to say it. Oh, it's Parig. I'm sorry. My bad. Parig. Parig. The Emerald Coast Harrison. Um, my 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 deepest humblest uh, offenses. The guy that mispronounces everyone else's name <laughs> just mispronounced another one. Let's let's throw another one up there on the I, chalkboard. I just applied for my Irish passport, so I have to I have to say it properly. Oh. Um, did you see the letter he sent to season ticket holders? I did. Yeah. yeah. So he sent this letter to season ticket holders right after they announced the firing, and it is vicious. It is like. This did not embody the club's identity. It did not, uh, it, like, we are have these values, and it was not aligned with these values. And the words huh. are like, it is much stronger than, like, yeah, Robin did, like, congrats on the shield, and things didn't work out since then. It is, yeah, like, yeah. harsh. Huh. Uh, so that was very surprising to me. Yeah, you don't really see that very much. I'll, I'll go look at that later. Yeah. Huh. And not from, like, by all accounts, Robin is a very Robin Fraser is a very professional yeah. and well mannered, respected <laughs> coach. Like this I've is never not really heard anything otherwise. Yeah, yeah. So very surprising. All right, let's do uh, let's do some trivia and call it call it a day. I have trivia. All right, and guess what? Minnesota, New York. It's about you. So this is what you get. Um. Okay. Let me open it up. As always, six questions, and I don't know who won last week, but. I'm going to pick Harrison to go first because 
I like it. Why do we never remember that Ian was the one that won it last week when he's won just about every single game for like the last 12 months? Like I had a really great start and then just fell off a cliff. I did. I pulled the Robin Frazier. Like I am the Robin Frazier (laughs) for trivia. The Robin. (laughs) Incredible. Okay. Well, Harrison, you're going first. One to six. What do you want? Give me four, baby. All right. Four is our remember that guy question. Uh, As always, four hints. Uh, you get more points the earlier you get it. And as always, the theme is the two teams we're talking about. Alrighty, uh, clue number one. This player was a third overall super draft pick and a two-time ACC Defender of the Year. They are now an assistant coach with uh, an MLS Next Pro team. Any guesses? MLS Next Pro Assistant, two-time ACC Defender of the Year. I don't know my college conferences, so you might. And third overall super draft pick. I know this. I know this. I know this. I know this. Throw out a name. I, 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 uh, no, because I don't want, I don't want Ian to get it. Because I think that if I, I'm stupid enough to throw out a name that's close enough but wrong (laughs) that Ian would get. So I'm not gonna do that. I'm not. I'm not shooting myself in the foot. I'm not helping my 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 nemesis. Yeah, no, you can throw out a name or no. Your nemesis, goodness. I, uh, I know. <laughs> goodness, so rude. it was MLS uh, appointed. It's a fine. It's fine. It's a MLS appointed nemesis. <laughs> you're you're my nemesis. MLS. You're the ASA appointed nemesis. <laughs> the ASA appointed nemesis of Harrison. I. <laughs> uh, Third overall draft pick, ACC. Heck, I don't. I don't know. I could. I, I can't think of anybody that would fill. Okay. Clue two, uh, one-time U.S. international. They retired with Minnesota uh, after missing a full season due to concussion. Uh, I know who this is. Uh, <laughs> you will both know it. Yeah. I, uh, all right. Like I know he went to the University of Washington. Um, oh, I, uh, I know he's yeah. drafted by the by FC Dallas. Um, I. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, you've, been ding, you've been dinged, Harrison. Be quiet. Ian. Go ahead. It's Ico Parra, isn't it? It is indeed Ico Parra. Oh, it's Ico Parra? Yeah, he went to Wake Forest, I believe. Oh, that's not who I uh, thought it was. That's Number, right. He had the little... Man, I loved Ico Parra. The concussion. Uh, clue three was he was drafted by the Quakes. He won MLS Defender of the Year twice with two different clubs. Uh he, and number four is he just recently, like last week, became eligible for the Soccer Hall of Fame vote, along with his longtime SKC teammate and now SKC2 head coach, Benny Fieldhaber. Don't they have like a podcast too? Uh, maybe. I have no idea. Yeah, I think I, I, thought, I thought this was George John. That's who I thought this was. I have never heard that name in my life. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go right. back a little bit for George John. I'm going to see if they have a podcast. I think they do. We can plug another podcast here. Alrighty. Well, Ian, while you're looking I, I to see Paris. if they have another podcast, uh, you've taken a commanding one in the lead. What question would you like? Ah, uh, give me two. Icaparo was so obvious. Okay. Uh, alrighty. Well, question two. Do, does he have a podcast? Do we know? He does. Uh, right. Coaches, SKC coaches, uh, Benny Philhaver and Icaparo. Or no, they were on the call up. BS the podcast. That was Benny and Sal have a podcast, and Icaparo's on a lot of it. Nice. The BS the podcast, yeah. All right, Sal well, Zizzo, another remember this guy. Yeah, that's a good one. He, he, Did we have him? Remember this guy once? Uh, maybe 
I don't know. Might have. All right. Uh, all right. David Villa. David Villa. Wow. David Villa opened the scoring in NYCFC's first ever victory in MLS, a 2-0 win at Yankee Stadium over the Revs. Who got their second goal in that game? Uh, was it... Um... Okay. Uh, was it was it Poku? It was not Poku. Okay. Harrison, you can equalize. The goal is gaping. The ball's been squared across. Harrison Crow has Kyrie, Kyrie Shelton. I have no idea. I it don't is think not, it, was... it is not Kyrie okay. Shelton. Can I take another guess? Just you for... can. Was it was it Joe Inga Burgett? No. Okay. Harrison, I'll, <laughs> also give you, I'll also give you a second guess. I will say this: this player was drafted one year earlier by the Revs, and I think was taken in the expansion draft. I can't remember the exact specifics, but they were drafted by the Revs. And he is an ASA favorite. Was it Tommy? No. Yeah, no, it was Patrick uh, Patrick Mullins. It was Patrick Mullins. Patrick who, Mullins, Harrison, who, it was right there for you. Who I had I, memory hold playing I, for NYCFC. I didn't. Yeah, know I, I, I had too. Yeah. Um, wow. Good old yeah. Patty Mullins. <laughs> All right, it was still 1-0 to Ian Harrison. What question do you want? Two and four are off board. Uh, let's uh, let's go three. Uh, a common scapegoat in the U.S. soccer MLS space. Uh, this player has the worst cumulative career G-plus during his time at NYCFC. So literally the worst NYCFC player of all time by G-plus. As per cumulative, so not per 96. I'm sure there are some individual clangers worse. Um, oh, <laughs> okay, I think... Go for it. Take it. I think, yeah. No, throw a name. Throw a name. You got to protect yourself. You can take a 2-1 lead with a win. Uh, Frank Lampard. I know it's not Lampard. No, Lampard uh, did, did G+. Yeah, he did. I, I don't... Uh... Sure would never write a question where... No, Frank absolutely, absolutely not. Come on. Uh, it, <laughs> it's what's-his-face. Uh, uh, ben Sweat. It is indeed Ben Sweat. Ben Sweat. I didn't even think... <laughs> see, I was thinking, you know, G+. You know, G plus really gets hard on some center midfielders sometimes. I yeah. was thinking that. Oh, no, it God. hates no one more than it hates Ben Sweat. Ben, <laughs> ben Sweat minus five G plus in like six thousand minutes for New York City FC. Uh, already, Ian, you are up to nil. Uh, uh, what question would you like? Five. Already, uh, this is a cool question. In 2017, Minnesota became the first MLS team. To do what with their TV broadcasts? First in MLS. Stream? Stream them? Uh, no, that is not the correct answer. Harrison. Okay. Uh, did they uh, hire a, a female oh. analyst? You are cr- uh, that's close enough. They were yeah. they were the first yeah. person, the first team Kendra to have a, a woman color commentator. Yeah. Good. Yeah, it's yeah, good pull. Woman. Well done. 2-1. Uh, very, very cool. I believe she's continued on the Apple broadcast as yeah, well. She's 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 fantastic. Yeah, she's good. Well, shout out Kidra to St. Uh Harrison, you are 2-1 down. You could pull into the lead with the correct answer here. Would you like oh. number six or number one? Let's go with number six. Okay. I'm going to give you four player names. And I need you to tell me which one of them was not a DP from Minnesota. Because oh, I, I looked at this fair. Minnesota DP list and did not recognize even one name other than Timo Puki and Babello. 
and neither of them are on this list. So uh, here is four names for you. A, Mender Garcia. B, Angelo Rodriguez. C, Thomas Chacon. Chacon. Or D, Nicholas Benedetti. Which of those four? Which of those four is not? Has not been a DP. Chacon is. uh, Angelo is. What was the last one? Nicholas Benedetti. Uh, A, Mender Garcia, B, Angelo Rodriguez, C, Thomas Chacon, and D, Nicholas Benedetti. I'm going to guess Benedetti. And you would be correct to do so. He he was rumored to join them, but did not mm-hmm. eventually join them. Uh, I was I, thinking that that was the those other Angelo Rodriguez and you, the other guys, absolutely not. Chacon, uh, I always thought was really interesting, and they just never, they really never gave yeah. him a chance. Yeah, that was just kind of a non-starter over there for Keith and them, unfortunately. And Garcia, they is is recent, right? I think he's there he's right like now. A, yeah, he's a winger remember, right now. Like, for that's him, the one they, I was not like, what? Yeah, I remember but, Angelo uh, was in that like series of failed of failed nines. strikers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Already, Ian, you're down three two. Uh, luckily, this two points. The, every every of your questions is worth two points, uh, and if you steal, it's only worth one. Uh, this question uh, is is a good one because right. there are thirteen players, and there are two points up for grabs. All right, so you can win if you outlast Harrison Crow here. So there are thirteen players who have scored more than once in the Hudson River Derby, which is of course NYCFC against New York Red Bulls. In the 26 matches they have played, what I want you to do is I want you to take turns naming players to have scored two or more goals. The first person to mess up loses. Uh, Bradley so, Wright Phillips. Take it away. BWT is number one with 12 goals. Top scorer, Harrison. You are David up. David Villa. David Villa is second with five goals. Ian, you're up uh, 11 left. I'm going to next say... See, it was so... I'm going to go with my heart here, even though maybe I don't actually want to. Is it? Uh... No, I'm going to say. Um... I'm having a tough time. I'm going to say. <laughs> I don't know which one I'm going to pick between these two. Uh, give me. Give me a Sasha question. Well, that's unfortunate. No, he, what? He didn't score he, twice? He has not scored twice. What and about Tati? That was going to be Tati my... is tied second with five. Yeah, that's what oh. I thought. Uh, Danny Royer also has five. Omir Fernandez, four. Maxi Morales, three. RIP is ACL. Uh, Christian <laughs> Casares Jr., Jack Harrison, Heber, Tommy Mack, Alex Mule, and Gonzalo Varon all have two. And that is Gonzalo your 13. Verón. Wow, Harrison. Harrison with a dominant... Four to two victory. Absolutely. Hey, you know what? Robin Frazier can get it done in the in the cold. All right. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> all right. Um, that was great, guys. Thank you. Thank you for that trivia. Kieran, as always, thank you to all of our listeners for listening. Um, if you want to follow Kieran on Twitter, you can find him at uh, a, at Kier Doyle. That's K-I-E-R-D-O-Y-L-E. You can find Harrison on Twitter at Harrison underscore crow. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at a handle for Ian and also uh, make sure to follow American stock analysis. That is at analysis evolved. Check out the webpage. Karen, you just throw something for the webpage, didn't you? I did. I wrote about uh, empirical base adjustments for 
Uh, goalkeepers, right after Tony Elhaber talked about uh, empirical Bayes adjustment for shooters. So it was a bit of a Bayes week last week at ASA. It was very Bayesian, as they say. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, be sure to visit that website. Check that out. You will not be uh, disappointed. I promise you that. And uh, if you want to support this show or support American Soccer Analysis as a whole, really, uh, you know, there, a great way to do so is to go to our Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash americansoccerinalysis.com. We just have one tier. We're not asking a lot. $5 a month uh, supports us, keeps our server costs uh, in line, hopefully. And um, also you get access to our patron-only Discord, which is a fun place to hang out during weeks. We got a guy that just knows everything about MLS refs in there, and he will just, he will tell you. So, uh, you know, if that's something you're interested in, like there's just a lot of knowledgeable guys in there. Uh, be sure to check that out if you want to support us. Uh, that is all. We will see you in a couple weeks. Until then, enjoy the soccer.